It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. And boy, we got a great show on tap. A lot to talk about here today as we get you through the rest of the week. Uh, but before we get to the headlines, if you're not a member, not a subscriber, no better time to check out HuskerOnline.com. We got a deal for the YouTube viewers and our podcast listeners here. Get two months of access for $1. Just use that promo code NU1. That's two months for $1. Promo code anyone we've had a lot of coverage yesterday on wednesday simple i mean it was one of those days where jeez and, and that that's how news works you, you don't really know how the news cycle is going to flow and wednesday ended up being a very busy day mm -hmm. it's filled our headlines here uh as we get into thursday and let's start it out with headline number one nebraska's prize five-star quarterback recruit dylan riola already getting to work already owning the stage in the spotlight he was present sitting courtside next to athletic director Trev Alberts um, at Pinnacle Bank Arena for the sold-out game against Indiana. Um, even got a shout-out on the Husker, on the on the big screen boards. Are they mm -hmm. called Husker Vision and PBA? Probably. Probably. On the Husker Vision boards. You're safe on that. Uh, but there he is, pregame with There's Trev There's the big Alberts. horse. Uh, but the reason Dylan Riola is in town already, because he's going to go out to the Polynesian Bowl here later this month, um, but, you know, they, they've got them to work on these receivers. Uh, Nebraska will be hosting two transfer portal wide receivers. Uh, one was Wednesday and, and the other here Thursday. Isaiah Nair from Texas and then Jamal Banks from Wake Forest, both in Lincoln, both priority transfer portal targets who know better to lead the sales pitch than the five-star quarterback. Well, yeah, and I mean, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of working. I mean, he, he needs them. Yeah, he, yeah, he needs him. The program needs him. It would help. It would help him. So he kind of came to Lincoln to work. He's these quarterbacks. I mean, if you're a highly touted quarterback, and you know someone who could could I'm not saying he is now could become the face of the program. A lot's expected, and he's working. I mean, the day before Sean, he was had a throwing session with two NFL receivers. Mohammed Sainu is probably the most notable one, 11 year veteran of the NFL. Um, he, and he organized a throwing session. So think of what he's done already this week. Just a high school kid had a throwing session with NFL receivers, then comes to Lincoln and is a critical element in Nebraska's bid to land these critical transfer portal players. It's a lot. I wasn't doing that when I was 17. One. Well, you think about we don't know what his nil deal is for nebraska but he's probably getting paid a sizable amount of money and you know there's things yeah. that come with that like yeah it's a good way to look at it. they're getting they are getting paid now i mean they are it is a kind of like a job they're they are professionals and we we're all adjusting to that but yeah part of that is show up and do your part do i mean your part think you of know? just that picture alone i mean in your time covering nebraska athletics <coughs> when have you ever seen a student athlete who's not even technically in classes yet, sitting courtside me, yeah. next to the athletic. Oh, no, not yet. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, it's unreal when you think about like to see that picture of how powerful this recruit was to come right. to Nebraska. That the athletic director <clears throat> with a high school senior sitting courtside, a high school senior, and that's the thing. I I don't want to sound like don't do don't do do not do your get off the lawn thing, Sean. But we got to keep in mind that he is only a high school senior. I mean, you have two daughters, and pretty soon they're going to be high school they're, kids. They're going to be high school kids, and you're going to think, "Man, are they ready for for this world?" And <laughs> I mean, I think Dylan is pre pretty advanced, but I'm gonna I'm not going to be the one leading the way on putting pressure on him. I mean, it's he hasn't even thrown a pass in practice yet. I, I do think the road he's traveled, I mean, honestly, playing for multiple different high school programs has probably helped him understand and learn a lot. Sure. Because uh, they're all good programs, Bur Burleson and Chandler. 
and then obviously Buford in Georgia. Uh, but then his father, I mean, with, oh, his, yeah. with his background and then his uncle yeah. uh, being, a, I mean, so he's got a, quite a camp of people around him. Oh, for sure. That, I don't. Yeah. He's no traveled problem. the road to get ready for this. I mean, there's not, now if you didn't have moms and dads and family members that have been on this type of road before, yeah, it would be hard. But I, sure. I do think the fact that that helps, he's got a lot of people around him that have prepared him and he's had a spotlight on him since his freshman year of high school. I'm sure he's used to the spotlight and it, I hope he kind of enjoys it. Cause it's not going to go away. Um, unless he's, unless he doesn't perform. I mean, a lot of this will come down to performance and that is, that is to come. We'll see what it looks like. I, he's got to win the job. I mean, he's got, he's got to go win a job. Did That's you know, they actually put him on the big screen board yeah, though. I was listening to the game and, and Sam Hoiberg was shooting free throws. And then there was this eruption. Uh, Sam Hoiberg. It wasn't for Sam Hoiberg making a free throw. It was for it was for Dylan Rayola. Now I didn't. See, I saw a lot of other coaches there. I didn't see Rule though. I don't know if Rule was in the arena or not last night. Hmm. Um, but I saw obviously Donovan Rayola was sitting with Dylan. Okay. Um, Ron Brown was there. Keith Williams and the recruiting staff because uh, I believe Naylor was at the game. Yeah, um, that's what you thought, right? He's on the visit. You know, it's just so hard. To, to make out who a guy, but he wasn't sitting in the court site. He wasn't sitting in the, uh, the Jack Nicholas, uh, tickets or Nick, uh, the court side tickets. Yeah. With Diane cannon. Hey, um, <laughs> Nayor is big. I mean, and, and it is a, it is a very intelligent thing to bring those kids to a basketball game. Cause it's a great arena. And it's a great crowd. I mean, you've got a full crowd. They get a good taste of Nebraska fans. You bring them to an Indiana game, a Nebraska-Indiana game. Nebraska gets the blue blood. Nebraska hammers the blue blood 87 to 60, I think was the final. And and you get a taste of Husker Nation. That I mean, Nayor Isaiah had to be impressed. By well, and just think about the picture of him seeing Raiola and the attention he got. <laughs> I mean, he's coming from Texas. Right. And it's a big spotlight, but I just have to think the spotlight and stage Raiola is getting right now, it wouldn't be that way at Texas necessarily. Probably not. It wouldn't be that way at Georgia. Probably not. No. Like if, if Raiola no, was a commit to Georgia right now no. and went to a Georgia Bulldog no. basketball game, no A, way. would he be sitting next to the athletic director courtside? No. B, would they show him on the big screen of a basketball game no. and the entire Bulldog arena would no. erupt? No. no. Now, I mean. Now some might say that's you, a little much. Right. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but you're right. It's not, it wouldn't be the case. Um, I don't know which situation is better. It's a different landscape here. Yeah, right? it's just different. And, and I, I just leave it at that. Again, it'll come down to how Dylan handles it, how well D Dylan handles all this attention. But I don't think it's about that. To me, I just, Sean, I, I, I just keep it on a very simple level. He was here to do a job. He wasn't here for the adulation, I don't think. I, I think he came to that game not for attention. He came to that game to do a job, and that is try to bolster his receiver core. Well, and, and Nebraska fans, rightfully so, are very excited about it. I mean, it's like they hit a lottery here, and Dylan Raiola is the brand-new shiny boat or truck, and, and yeah. they love it. I mean, everyone's excited about it. Yeah, I'm know? not sure I would say they hit a lottery until he throws a pass. Well, um, we'll see on that. But they just couldn't have gotten a guy like this if not for the family connection. Right. There's so much potential is what you're getting at. There's just so much potential for a great story. But it has to I mean, you just can't. You know, you, get, you just got to see how it plays out. But right now, right now, just I just keep it very much in a moment. He gives you a great chance to get a receiver and maybe two of them. And maybe then Dante Dowdell, you know, Dylan, I imagine. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to Dom about this. If is Dylan staying around this weekend? You know, I don't know. I don't know what his duties are, but it's you said something really interesting to me. And that is now that these guys are getting paid and handsomely in Dylan's case, you kind of feel less guilty about saying things like, you got to put him to work. We need you here. Yeah, we need you here, and we need you helping. And you're being paid very well. <laughs> you're making more money than all the assistant coaches pretty much. Like, yeah. yeah, you're making as much as the offensive coordinator. You, you, maybe. You, maybe. I mean, we think. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you, you, you need right. to be here. Right. But. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. 
a company that sells phones, wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right, uh, before we take it to headline number two, Husker Online Headlines brought to you by Omaha Steaks. And let me tell you, they've got some great specials and deals right now at Omaha Steaks. Not only can you get 50% off on several, if not all of their, their main boxes, Husker Online, we're going to give you an additional $30 off. Now, there is a, a minimum you have to spend. Um, you can't just spend 30 bucks and get 30 bucks off the bill at the end. Um, but you'll get $30 off with promo code Husker at Omaha Steaks. And so many great options. I, I just got through a box at our house, and the, quali- you? the quality um, is superb uh, when you when you look at Omaha Steaks and, and the different products they have. And it's not just steak, by the way. They have hamburgers, hot dogs, pork, chicken, side items, desserts, gift boxes. Um, you know, t- so many great options. Get on the website. Check it out. Omaha Steaks. You'll get $30 off at checkout by simply using promo code HUSKER. Okay, let's take it in to that second headline. Let's size up the transfer portal weekend for Nebraska. We've hit on Isaiah Naor, uh, Jamal Banks from Wake Forest, the two receivers, um, but they're also going to address some other positions this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a five-day window mm-hmm. where you can bring in visitors. Dante Dowdell, the running back from Oregon, as you mentioned, will be here. Then a couple of linebackers of note, Idaho linebacker uh, Excree Alexander, and then Syracuse linebacker, Stefan Thompson, um, both guys that could probably play that inside linebacker. You mm-hmm. lose Reimer, uh, you lose Nick Henrich, you lose Garrett Snodgrass. Uh, a lot of veterans are out of that room, and it, it's clear they, they need to find some guys. So there's a lot there, Steve Sipple, when you size up what this portal weekend will be with five guys making their way to campus here over that five-day window. Oh, God. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not suggesting that these are any single one of these guys are program changing type players, but they all, all of their credentials, each one of each one of them. If you look at the credentials of each, clearly they would be helpful. And in, in a couple cases, probably really helpful and maybe even like a starter. I mean, I think a guy like Jamal Banks, if you look at his production, 107 catches, at Wake Forest, and you've mentioned it, 600 yards in each of the last two seasons, could feasibly be your number one receiver. I mean, 6'4", 205 pounds. He's a veteran player, very reliable. I mean, he's – he's and if you watch him, great body control, great hands. Um, not a blazer, but but good enough speed. Nayor is interesting because his big his big season was 2021. So a while ago – At Wyoming. Thing. Yeah, at Wyoming – Hurt his knee at Texas. Had a good spring at Texas. Hurt his knee in the fall of 2022. Out for the year. Out for the year. And then didn't didn't just get off the ground. Didn't get off the ground in 2023. But in 2021, he was a second team. What is it? Mountain West. Second team all Mountain West yeah. with over 800 yards receiving. 44 catches. 12, now, what gets my attention is 12 touchdown catches. 12 touchdown catches in a season. Um, so 6'3", well, 215. And you know the kind of offense Craig Bowles running. It wasn't like a high-volume throw offense. No. It's an under-center pro style. Mm-hmm. So to have that type of production and that system tells you he was a dude. Yeah, 12 touchdown catches in a season tells me that. I mean, that, that's who they're going to. I mean, and they, When they got down close, that's probably who they're going to a lot, as 12 touchdown catches suggest. And I have just become sort of obsessed with how hard it is in the Big Ten, when you get first and goal at the seven, first and goal at the eight, first and goal at the nine, it's really hard to get in. I mean, it's because you it, ain't getting open. No, you don't get. Yeah, and it's hard if you don't have an offensive line that's dominant. It's, even if you do have an offensive line that's dominant in the Big Ten, it's hard. And they're not going to just throw flags. I mean, there's a lot of grabbing and pulling. So what you need is those big tight ends, big receivers. They give you a great chance. If you can put a 6'3 and a 6'4, Malachi Cohen, what's Malachi? 6'3? Six, 6'3 six, three. Six, three ish. Yeah, you put you put three guys lined up like that, it gives you a chance. It gives you a better chance. It gives you a much better chance. Yeah, Naor, you know, when he went in the portal after Wyoming, yeah, he was the hottest receiver in the portal. I mean, it was Tennessee, USC, 
Florida, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and then Texas. Yeah, these guys are critical. I mean, it's just a, I just don't think we can emphasize enough on this how big this is getting these five guys in here. Well, and Dowdell, you know, would give them they, they didn't take a running back in the high school class. Right. Well, Dowdell has three to play four yeah. or four to play three. Excuse me. He played more than four games as a true freshman at Oregon. So it's not like he's got a lot of mileage. No. The only reason he's leaving Oregon is the top two running backs who went for over 1,800 yards at Oregon are both coming back. Well, no, Irving's gone. I mean, the, the, he went to the pros, but your point's taken. They're, they're, they're loaded still at the top. One of their guys went to the NFL. But I I looked at their stats and their depth chart. Um, yeah, he's down. He's, he'd be third probably. And he didn't get like a clear read, but you know he was one of the top high school running backs in the country eighth. a year ago. Eighth in the country. Ranked eighth. Top ten running back. Yeah, in Mississippi, which you're more you're better at this stuff than I am, but that's good football, right? I mean, Mississippi. Oh yeah, I mean he was he was uh, Mister Football in Mississippi, four star guy, and and I'm not I'm not saying he'll take over Nebraska's running back room, but I definitely could see a scenario where he and Gabe Irvin Jr. are the bell cows, and Ramirez kind of a third down guy, maybe. Absolutely, and Ramirez capable of more. Than being a third. Now down. we're gonna we get a lot of pushback on this. Why why are we not saying Emma Johnson's the guy? I mean, I I just well, go back. He's the fourth guy. I go back to pre-injury. Those guys were ahead of him, right? And if if they all come back healthy, like you right. would, I mean, yeah, it's not it's nothing against Emma Johnson. Gabe Irvin started at Nebraska as a true freshman. He's the first true freshman right. in the history of the program to start a season opener. He started against. He started at Illinois in twenty nine or twenty twenty one as a true frost. Right, right. He started at Oklahoma that year. I mean, yeah, it's nothing against Emmett Johnson. This is these are veterans ahead of him. This is this is you mentioned Gabe Irvin. This is Ramirez Johnson, who's who's a 20, six year twenty four twenty three years old, who's a grown man now. I mean, and 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 happens to have credentials. We've seen him against Michigan in a Score. big game make a huge catch we've seen him as a true freshman play and run Iowa he ran well and yeah I, I yeah we've seen him in the fire now we've seen Emmett Johnson in the fire too Emmett Johnson will be needed but you can't you, I mean you can only play one guy back there well and in, so so now listen it'll I could see it being Irvin Dante Dowdell Ramir Emmett Johnson and they got Ives Nobody in the Big Ten takes 20 carries a game on average. It's just not possible. And look at the numbers. Nobody. Hardly um, anybody. Like the top backs in this league, the top, are like 15 to 18 carries. Mm-hmm. Top. Mm-hmm. Average. Mm-hmm. So this fantasy world that people are like, we need one bell cow. No. It ain't going to happen. It doesn't exist in the Big you Ten. You need two guys, at least two, mm-hmm. that can split about 30 carries. Yeah. And three that can maybe go 35-ish. Or come more. on, come on. I mean, just, just read the board here. I mean, you see what Rule wants to do. He talks about it openly, how he wants to run the offense. And he, and he's the one who, who says the words body blows. Sean, body blows? Dante Dowdle, 6'2", 218. Gabe Irvin, 6'2", 225. Those are body blow backs. Ramir runs with abandon. I mean, he's a tough runner. Well, they're not going to be running the option with Dylan Raiola. <laughs> no, hell no. I mean, they might mix in occasional speed option, but nah, no, not like no, they did. What we shit. saw with Harburg and Chubba, <laughs> over. like that kind of stuff. I, don't know. I mean, and then they're not doing that with Kalen either. R- Raiola has the arm talent, but you don't have to do that. Right. But here's what here's what that coaching staff I'm sure is thinking right now. No, he doesn't. You're going to take away the quarterback run game, but what what makes up for it is his downfield throwing ability. And they are, and this is why, why Dowdell is so important. They're counting on the downhill running game. They're counting on the running backs leading the team in rushing, which hasn't happened at Nebraska very often in recent years. When I still think if Rayola is the guy, there is a way that you can utilize Harburg as a runner, like in a, in a, in a package Absolutely. or a role. I, I think Absolutely. there's a way he can still help this team. Absolutely. And, uh, I want to hit on those linebackers too, because Alexander from Idaho, um, and, and Stephon Thompson. Thompson. Thompson was a starter for Tony White at Syracuse as a true freshman, and he's a veteran player. Veteran, um, he's got two years of eligibility. Okay, on his six-year clock remaining, Alexander has three years. So these are two guys that have put up numbers in production. Can they get them both? I think that's my question. Would they take them both? <laughs> that's my question. That's a good question. I mean, there's a lot there. 
but all five of these guys would help Nebraska. Yep. All five. Uh, I mean, Alexander had 75 tackles as a true freshman for a nine and four Idaho team. Um, 75 tackles as a true freshman for a nine and four team that lost in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Uh, Thompson, I don't have his numbers, but they were pretty good. I mean, he played a lot of ball. Again, he has the Tony White connection. That's probably a lot of the reason he's here. You're right. Um, so we and we covered the other guys that they're. It's a good group of portal players they brought in, and they're and we're, we'll see where it sh- see how it shakes out. And it's, it, I mean, they don't necessarily have the room on this roster, but you got to make room. That's that's what it comes down. It's a whole another discussion, but yeah. yeah, and so yeah, and look, don't and we don't need people want to get into like how they're going to do it. Look, look, it's like right, it's like tax write offs. You don't ask people how what they write off on their taxes or how they manage their books they're usually not going to tell they're not going to tell you so in the same way the scholarships right now and nil and all the intricacies of this it's it's kind of working your tax books here you have to figure out a way to get your roster at 85 and there's a lot of ways to do it yeah this what what's happened to me the way it's sprung up is fascinating with these five guys i mean i get i just i really tip my cap to the staff that they're 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 giving it hell and that's all you can ask another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, headline three, um, as we're uh, going through Husqvarna headlines here, uh, Nebraska makes three in-state yeah. offers for 2025. Um, and I'll be honest, I mean, I have a pretty good pulse of the in-state. It was a surprise the way this all played out on Wednesday. Okay. Um, as Matt Rule in the afternoon just said, we're, we're going to make a statement. You know, co- coaches go back on the road January 12th before anybody even step, steps foot in my state, Nebraska. <laughs> we're going to we're going to make three more in-state offers. This crap where you think, oh, we found this guy before Nebraska. We offered you first before Nebraska. No, 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 no. Is this Matt Rule talking or Sean Callahan? It's me talking because I've seen it. <laughs> but I mean, Matt Rule, just just like the way things. Yeah. I mean, okay, like the Rezac offer last year when he got the Notre Dame. Anthony offer, Rezac, yeah. Uh, Teddy. Oh, Teddy, Teddy. He's going to Notre Dame, and they offered before Nebraska. And y- y- you play this like second fiddle. Oh, somebody knew about a guy in Omaha before Nebraska. Okay, and and I, I I think they have eight offers out right now for twenty five already. Eight. You know, you know, you really don't worry about Rule being lacking aggression he's pretty aggressive dude he's an aggressive guy so you go through these names pierce mooberry uh miller north productive linebacker fred petito's been high on this guy for years now pierce mooberry fred petito retired but pierce mooberry's dad brandon mooberry lexington nebraska native played um played for nebraska 96 Um, to 2000 i remember him pretty well actually was he a contributor he played a little bit not much Uh, played a little bit pierce mooberry defender um had iowa state and minnesota offer so he did have offers before nebraska um, but this is big jackson carpenter now this is a guy that we both know really well um you know his family you, for yeah. you the columbus roots i mean his yes. both his mom and dad are columbus natives and his you were, mom was a next door neighbor of mine in columbus and she i, I work out with her and she was a tough athlete she was a very good and athlete. tim tim is one of the his father tim was one of the best athletes to come out of columbus in, in recent history dude dude he was a starting, he has three national championship rings started tight end on the 97 team yeah. at tight end yes and he was a good one B- big time block but jackson player. is explosive he's 6'2 he's like 190 6 190 28 catches sean last season for a 514 yards and seven touchdowns but he never ran track before in his life till a sophomore year his first year running track he ran 10 7 5 first year and he's probably been dunking since eighth grade he's yeah, really he's big ups big ups um so i've seen his dad one time showed me a video of him in a basketball game just said hey look check this this is my son and it, it, it was he was flying he was i would flying. say the likelihood of both mooberry and carpenter being huskers is high and then 
The other one is really an interesting offer. Uh, Raymond Zebert from Springfield Platteview. Um, you know, he's a tight end, 6'6", 205. 205, 86 or 84, 86 inch wingspan. Um, he runs a 400 meter. 50.51 and has a broad jump of one i don't know that i think 115 or 116 yeah. and, and but, you know what he's his 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 uh it's 50 point lower than 50 i think it's 50.19 actually but he's he blazes he's a blazer but yeah uh, springfield platteview not a program known to produce like high level prospects like this you know and he made a comment to our own grant hansen and some others i mean I, I think there's been pressure on this kid to probably transfer and go to other programs in the Omaha area because he's a legit player, uh, but he's stayed at Springfield Platteview. He's done a great job there, and he, he's got a Nebraska offer. You know who's on him? Iowa State, Wisconsin, Kansas State. You don't want to lose a tight end type, another one, to Iowa State. Nebraska lost Ben Bramer. Right? K-State was on him too. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bramer went to Iowa State and had a good freshman year. You don't want to see that repeat. You don't want Wisconsin – to come into Lincoln with a kid from right in your backyard playing that position. I looked this up last year and I'd have to go back and see where the numbers at are now, but the state of Nebraska produces more power five tight ends than like California and Texas. <laughs> Why it doesn't that? even make sense. Why is that? It does not even no, make sense. No, it like, doesn't. It we doesn't. have far and away a far smaller population. This state produces, it's not even a per capita. Like, they had more power five tight ends than like California and all these other states. <laughs> so strange. And, you know, Vince Marrow, former Bo Pelini assistant, who's now a renowned recruiter at Kentucky. We had this conversation before, and he he's a t he was a tight end in the yeah. NFL, and he's just like, Sean, there's just someone about Nebraska. There's just a lot of tight end type kids there. <laughs> and even at Kentucky, he was, he was coming around yeah. um to look at guys back then. But there there are just every year. I mean, look at this year, Eric Ingerson, Carter Nelson. Right. And I'm wow. probably forgetting. Yeah, you don't do that to me. But, yeah, I mean, this is one Raymond Zebert is one to keep an eye on. Yeah, because he's got some freakish athletic ability. 6'6", um, Yeah, he's – it's a big one. Again, I, I just – when I it catches my eye that Wisconsin's already on him, Iowa State's already on him. Well, and it was kind of one of those ones where nobody had to make the first move. But if you would have let it get into January 12th for that whole month when coaches start doing their laps around Nebraska, that's when maybe somebody would have jumped the line and offered before Nebraska. Okay, you need to help me with something here. I, What I was really impressed with yesterday, and, and credit to Grant Hansen for his reporting, is that all these kids talked about how Rule was the one who called and made the offer. That Matt Rule, the head coach, was the one – who did it? And naturally, a lot of these kids missed the call because yeah. when you when you yeah. don't know who's calling, you don't in today's robo call world, you don't right. answer your phone. Right. And then you know, like Mooberry, Mooberry, like yeah, you didn't you didn't recognize it, and and Rule said, "Could you give me a call back?" That's Matt Rule. That's the head coach in Nebraska. I'm trying to think of how it would have felt if you were a kid, Sean, and you got a call from Tom Osborne and said, "Could you please call me back?" I mean, what a moment. Now, my question to you is, has, has that always been the case with, with Nebraska head coaches? Do, do they all make those calls and those offers? Yes and no. Um, it can vary. Uh, like Frost was obviously hit and miss. I mean, there were some that he would right. and That's some that he figured. wouldn't. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think – I know Riley was good about it. At, at this Mike Riley stage of the cycle, it. though, in January of junior years, yeah, Matt Rule recognizes – him kind of getting involved in the sale will help close the deal. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Like now, sometimes when you have like Foley's like your your territorial salesman, you bring in the GM to kind of help close the deal. And and Matt Rule offering over Foley maybe didn't they, you know there were multiple FaceTime calls. I know Jackson Carpenter FaceTimed with a lot of the coaches. And yeah, I just like that picture that you know the, the head coach leaving a message for a kid call me back when you get a chance and, and then up, making that offer too. when they're up there working all week i mean this staff got up there this week and they're up there working the other part of the conversation that's really interesting and it's good because we cover this stuff throughout the off season throughout the summer is the camps are critical jackson carpenter for instance i can remember him at camp and him making an impression on them in camp this summer i don't know about mooberry and and zebert 
but I can distinctly remember Carpenter. Zebert had been to a couple games this year, so he was on the radar. And was and he on? Was he at camps? I don't know if he went to camp for sure, but he'd been to games. Mm-hmm. And give Foley credit because he goes into every school. Yeah, Ed Good. Foley. I mean, he 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 has gone into more schools than any individual Nebraska assistant I've seen, especially when it's just been one year. Yeah, if you care about the program, you 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 like what you're seeing. I mean, it's there's a level of aggression that's good. I'm not saying that these guys are setting the world on fire. They came up, they're just seven, they're five and seven this year, but but they're building it though. Yeah, it, I just like the look of this. I just like the look of it, and I like the look of the camps because when I think about all this, these in-state kids, the camps are really important to rule. I mean, they got a he wants in-state kids to go to these camps he has and prove themselves and rules there with a stopwatch i saw i think i saw him time in carpenter actually um well yeah what happens is if you run well then you move over to the rule line <laughs> see that's fascinating and then i think if you're a 15 16 year old kid and you get moved over to the rule line and then he's down there i mean how much juice you'd have in you a lot of juice and then there's some pressure so the coaches get to see how you respond in that in, in that scenario um firsthand and you can't tell me all head coaches are doing that i've seen it i mean head coaches no. sometimes give a nice speech at the start of a camp and then they're nowhere to be found rule god i mean rule treats it like a practice it's, it's he, he's very aggressive that's what i like about him he's an aggressive guy callahan at camps bill callahan it was always interesting because obviously he was a lineman guy yeah offense so line. there there was always at least one of the camps where his prime lineman t- targets he'd want to have go there to work out would be there. Mm-hmm. And he would suit up like he's going to practice. He'd take off the dress clothes, come down for, and he would run these high school kids through kind of a pre draft NFL lineman workout. Wow. Yeah. And I watched him. There's no better offensive line coach in the world, probably, right? Uh, now. Gabe Karimi, Outland Trophy winner from Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Remember, didn't even have an offer from anybody yet. Shows up to Nebraska's camp. And Callahan worked out Gabe Carini, and I'm I'm just thinking to myself, this kid's incredible, really. And he had no offers. Hmm. I created his profile for my old company, Rivals.com, <laughs> back then. That yeah. day ends up being an Outland winner, but they didn't offer him. That's incredible what you just told because me because um, they he, didn't offer him. Well, because they knew Wisconsin was gonna like wow. Kevin Cosgrove, former bat, and like they just kind of said, let's let let's let it play out because he'll be a Badger. But yeah, it, it was interesting that they didn't offer him back then. But, yeah, Bill Callahan was hands-on to an extent in some of those ways, too, uh, just like Matt Rule, um, you know, as far as getting in those camp things. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take it to headline four. Okay. We got the national championship game on Monday, mm-hmm. Michigan, Washington. It's an all big 10 uh, final. When you kind of start to think about 2024, this is big in a lot of ways. I mean, you think about, think about the momentum this is for this conference going into 2024. We'll be at big 10 media days, wherever it's going to be this year. Oh, yeah. And no matter what, the national championship is going to be there. No matter what, five near six teams are going to be there. It's pretty impressive. So the matchup is, I think it's too close to call. I the, the things that jump out to me right away are Michigan's pass rush versus Washington's offensive line, which was voted by a panel to be the best offensive line in the country that they won the Joe Moore Award. Can Miss Michigan's pressure get to Michael Penix like it got to Jalen Milrow? I don't know. They sacked Milrow six times, five in the first half. Michigan did. Can they get to Penix like that? What? How? How do Michigan's corners, slot safety, whatever? How do they match up with those receivers? Those incredibly gifted Washington receivers. The thing that, but the thing that keeps. The, the intang- there's an intangible that I just can't get past, and I think it gives Michigan the edge. Michigan is just on this strange, we're going to show the world kind of tour right now, where they got hit with these 
incredible allegations, one of the biggest scandals in recent memory in college football. And they've just kind of flipped the bird to the whole country. And they're riding it. And they have this incredible mojo right now. So it's hard to pick against Michigan. In fact, I won't pick against Michigan. I think Michigan will win the game. Yeah, I, I think – and what really fascinates me is how little of a turnaround you get for this game. Oh, my God, I you're mean, right. You play Monday night. Right. If you're in – you know, past midnight, mm-hmm. Washington flies back to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have made – New Orleans to Houston's a pretty – you could drive short. that. Yeah. People drive that, you Absolutely. know. It was short, yeah. And I don't understand – I guess they may not have been prepared to, but why wouldn't Washington have just stayed down in New Orleans? I don't know. It's probably a lot more work than you think, but instead they'll go back to Seattle, do a couple days practice, and then they'll fly out Friday. Um, and there's an arrival event on Friday, and mm-hmm. then Saturday is an all-day media day. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday's a head coach press conference. So how does a veteran play? I mean, a lot of this, you're right. There's no doubt that that's a factor in the conversation. It, your, your players have to handle that. I mean, they, so who, who's better, who handles that better? The veteran think, team. Hey, these are veteran teams. They'll handle it. I think Michigan has an edge. I mean, Harbaugh has been a part of Super Bowl weeks. Like yeah. he, he understands like how to. Yeah. I think that, I think Harbaugh gives them a little edge over. I know, I know you think DeBoer's probably the best coach that's ever come along, but. Oh um, gosh. No, I, <laughs> he's good. I like him too. I, I love the, the pre-snap stuff he does. I know it's, it's amazing to watch how it all plays out. I mean, he, he gets people open every play. Oh, I know their offense is crazy. Good. It, it'll be a tough like, game. We it'll thought a- Scott Frost's offense was going to do that to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, and DeBoer did it. And DeBoer's done it. And watched. the other thing I'd say that there was the, and I, I just found it fascinating yesterday. What happened in this world? And that is J.J. McCarthy addressing on a teleconference, being asked about the scandal, the Connor Stallion scandal, and speaking freely about it, which is, which again is just Michigan. I just saw that as a Michigan flex that somebody must have told J.J. McCarthy, if they ask you, go ahead, go ahead and talk about it. It's fine. You know, Sean, you've covered Nebraska football for a long time, and you've covered scandal at Nebraska, right? Not like this, but we've covered some tough situations, right? And what do you often? What are players often told? Just let the coach handle. Just that. say I'm not going to comment on that. Right. We'll let the coach handle it. No, you know what happened? JJ McCarthy addressed it. I mean, he said, he said Ohio State was stealing signs legally for a long time, and they had the upper they had the upper hand on us. Remember in 2019, Ohio State beat Michigan 56 to 27. 2019 didn't play in 2020 because Michigan COVID. Michigan backed out COVID. Oh, that game guy. I thought they played. Didn't play. No, 220. It didn't play. No game in 2020. So Ohio State hammered Michigan in 2019. Michigan had to get, had to, had to respond. Well, McCarthy said that, yeah, we started, we tried, we were doing. You know, we had to take some measures. Now, he said that 80% of college football steals signs. So he couched it that way. And everybody just kind of nodded and said, okay, all right, that's it. It's no, it doesn't even feel like a scandal anymore. How, how often is it brought up? Well, that's why, like at Nebraska, I think people like Rule cannot understand why Nebraska in today's world is on the other sideline. Because it's just a prime view of sign stealing. Oh, that Nebraska's on the like east when they side. call their plays. Yeah, like when you know you're on the east sideline in the press at box Memorial Stadium. with binoculars. Coaches have binoculars mm-hmm. up there. I'm pretty sure. Like they can. Oh yeah, they have a clear vision of Nebraska signs. Where on the other end, you always see people holding up the papers to block or the. Do you think Nebraska will be on the west sideline this year? So the biggest thing they've got to do, I think it's going to happen. For sure, when the stadium gets renovated, but they've got to readjust the depth of the sidelines because right now the west sideline has more depth. The west does, or the east, does? or the east. Excuse me, the yeah. east has more depth, and Nebraska it allows Nebraska to have more things over there for their home roster. Okay. the 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 west side does not. It does have some depth though. West, not near as much though. Okay, not near as much. So when you suit up over a hundred players in a home game, yeah, it's a lot. You have to have, I mean, so there's there's a lot that goes into it. Now, during the COVID year, Scott Frost went over 
they switched. That's right. Uh, because it didn't matter. I mean, nobody right. was in those stadiums. Gosh, I, yeah, I, I know what I would do. I'd be on the West side if I were rule. I, I, I just move it over and just figure there, if the room is not that bad. I mean, there's sidelines that we go to that are way. Well, more it's the depth of the fence. Like the fence is deeper on the East. Just move the damn fence back then. Well, you got to, then you have to reline the, the field. And I mean, th- th- there's pretty much like a road around the stadium. Like mm-hmm. there's enough room for like a full garbage truck to drive on there. Cause mm-hmm. I've seen it mm-hmm. where you go to Iowa and these other stadiums, there is no sideline. No, road. that's what I'm saying though. I mean, just make it work. Yeah, make it work. I mean, don't worry about it too much. Because you, you know that they have a prime view. Of- right. But anyway, the way that Michigan has just kind of treated that Connor Stallion, it's not only the Connor Stallions scandal, it's a computer crime scandal that got a coach fired last year that the FBI has looked into. It is Jim Harbaugh allegedly lying to NCAA investigators about COVID recruiting. It's three scandals, essentially, that they've just managed to stiff arm and bully their way to the national title game where they have a great shot to win. And I just think they've they've embraced, you know, they've embraced this sort of bad boy thing. Um, and it's worked for them. What it, correct me if I'm wrong, even with Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, there was some tension with him and Harbaugh, right? Oh my God, they about, he about fired him but after the COVID year. They were sub 500. Santa Oto, the president, him and Harbaugh are on the same page. They are on the same page. I would say Manuel and Harbaugh, what I was told in August by one of the Michigan writers for On3 was that Harbaugh and Manuel weren't on the same page going into the season. So, you know, Ward Manuel just about fired him, Sean. After they finished sub 500, you double check the record. But I think they're sub 500 in the 2020 season, in the, in the COVID season. Ward Manuel season. was uh, the former AD of Buffalo that hired Turner Gill. I mean, yeah. I, so there's, I remember we used to call him back then. We sure did. I talked to Ward Manuel. He was pretty quite. easy to reach back in the he day. He was. He was strangely easy to reach. He's a friend of Mickey Joseph, played played uh, played football with, with Mickey in New Orleans when they were kids. So I know he bounces stuff off Mickey. I know that for a fact. Yeah, well, I mean, you think just for the record, you think this will be Harbaugh's final game yep. in Michigan? Yep, I do. I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm well, not. And I'm not just talking pure speculation. I mean, we talk. You talk to coaches around the country. I do too. No, I think I think this will be it for Jim. Well, and Mike Greenberg on ESPN had even said something similar. Um, Oh, he he had heard some really interesting things from NFL people. Yeah, um, that this will be it for Harbaugh, and you know whether San Diego or yeah, there's two not factors. San Diego, the LA Chargers. There's and, factors that you have to look at, and that is what it's, at some point there's got to be some sort of punishment. Um, and the second part is is J, what's JJ McCarthy's future? You know, is JJ McC- if JJ McCarthy would come back, would that affect? Jim Harbaugh's decision. I don't know. Is he a first rounder though? I don't think he is. No, I, I don't think so, but I don't, I think he's first three rounds. Yeah. I don't know if his stock can grow much higher either. They win the national championship. He looks like a system guy, to but me. he could be like a late second, third, third round yeah, type guy, so. which is still. Yeah. Now I've seen him as projected as high as the seventh pick overall to the Raiders. I've seen him projected that high, but it's come on. I mean, we've learned one thing we've learned is the quarterback draft is sort of hard to predict. So, yeah, like nobody could have said Mahomes was going to do what he did. Right. I mean, it, right. You know, no, it's you, really unpredictable. You just don't really know. All right. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Um, Let's close out the show. Final headline. Headline number five. Nebraska basketball, 12-2 and two after a dominating win Wednesday night over Indiana. Um, and it, it was, a, you know, students aren't in town, so you had to kind of create some energy. And Nebraska's players brought the energy. Kese Tomanaga had one of his best games. There was Japanese media in town. Kese Tomanaga's family was there. And 
he just sliced up Indiana's four and five star players. I mean, they they might be better pro looking bodies, but man, Casey Tomonaga plays hard. He understands the game of basketball, and he hits shots when he gets a look. And when Fred Hoiberg's team plays its best basketball, that's what it's going to look like. We saw it on Wednesday night. 28 points for Tominaga. Um, Mast played. Rink Mast played, which was huge. He gave him a presence. Yeah, and he was he had had he you know he had a procedure done on a knee on December 18th, so he came back quick. I think he only. I mean, he only practiced one and a half times, I think. And his family was in town as well from overseas. So both the Tomonaga and Mass family were at the game last Here's night. Here's a stat for you. In the t- last 21 games, Nebraska men's basketball is 17 and 4. Okay. They're 17 and 4 in the last 21. That's, I mean, I've been very critical of Fred, but there's nothing. I mean, that's just good. That's just, that's solid. Two losses to Minnesota in there, and that kind of mars it a little bit. But 17 and 4, 17 and 4. And I don't even want to hear, well, they played an easy non conference schedule this year. You still got to win the games. And he's got a good team. And I emphasize team. It's about what I expected, actually. They're, they're, they're a team. Tominaga's very good, obviously, but they don't have to rely on him. Bryce Williams can, can dig you out of holes or put you in, or just, or just carry the team for a while. Mast can score. Jamarcus Lawrence is capable, pretty capable of scoring. So Fred, I, what, and Juwan Gary can shoot it. I just give Fred a lot of credit, and I don't know if this is what he was trying to do, but he he's taken pressure off Tominaga with what he's put around him, and so it's a good look. They look like a team in a bad league that could win twelve or thirteen. Games. My fear of the Big Ten right now is it's going to be underbidded. Mm-hmm. Like it does Legit not fear. It's not going to be a ten nine bid league it's going to be more like six or seven mm-hmm. and they can get in there though the net doesn't like nebraska that much yet not yet that can change quickly mm-hmm. yeah go beat wisconsin on the road on saturday that'd be one way to but do indiana it. was two and oh in the league yeah indiana's down though they're down they don't shoot it well they didn't shoot bad last night though nine for 18 from the three-point line you know what they did though they turned it over 19 times indiana had 19 turnovers now that's a credit to nebraska it is I mean, Nebraska plays defense. Nebraska's different than Fred's early teams. They, they're they not, you know, it's not a star power team, Nebraska, but they play tough defense and they play as a team. Boy, Mike Woodson, the Indiana head coach, he's going to be under some heat because they, they have material. Yeah. But he's running it like a G League team, it feels like. It doesn't feel like it's being run – like a cohesive college team. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they just don't, they just don't shoot it well. Sean. Like if you just looked at bodies and rankings of players, mm-hmm. they are far better than Nebraska on paper. Oh, and they yeah. should be. It's oh, Indiana. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's Indiana exactly. But a blue, a blue, a very much a blue blood. Give Fred a lot of credit. He has figured out a way to build a team to compete, and it's not a team of like high profile recruits. No, it's a team of parts. Where he tried that. He tried to go the Matt Abdelmasse route and build this pretty roster of perceivable prospects. Yeah, let's just say it like it is. Abdelmasse about brought Fred down. I mean, like he almost brought Fred his, down. I mean, he brought players here, but it, they weren't teams. No, they no, they weren't. He, so Fred's got a team now. The other part of it that's, that's in this portal era, it's interesting to me because he brought in team guys out of the portal. Rink Mast. Josiah Brad, Alec. Josiah Alec. Bryce Williams. They're They're – they're very much team-oriented guys that are that have quickly bonded and formed a team. And that's not that's kind of tricky to do that. And look but at if, Wilcher's growth. Oh yeah, Wilcher. Not yeah, he played so well in the first half. Then unfortunately had back spasms in the second half. But yeah, he was critical in the first half. Wilcher, I always say it. I've been saying it for two years. He doesn't always shoot it well, which is strange to me because he's got a beautiful shot. I mean, it's just a. Anybody who knows basketball looks at that release and says, God, how does he? I just don't even know how he misses sometimes. It's a beautiful shot. And he played really well last well, night. Well, then you forget about Bryce Williams. I mean, he's obviously got a really one of the good best shooter. scores they have. And beautiful shooter. Juwan Gary and Juwan can score. So they, again, they put guys around Tominaga. Tominaga doesn't have to carry the load. Now, he did last night 28 points and he only missed six shots. So, yeah, it was, it was a great night. It was, a, you know, wrapping it up. It was not only a great night for the basketball team, but it's a good night for for Rule's program when he can parade recruits over there and they can see that atmosphere. Tominaga is as 
popular of an athlete as there is on campus. Yep. And I guess him and Riola did uh, your your boy Nick Sainer from the ticket. They they had a picture together. <laughs> really? Uh, Tomonaga and Dylan Riola. And Dylan Riola. Interesting. The Interesting two, night. There was a Jap. There was Japanese media in the press conference too. So I'm score twenty six. And Ro- Robin tweeted that there were scouts there. And I think the scouts were there for mainly the Indiana guys. But, yeah. you know, the, the Japanese media really la- – I mean, because that's the story in Japan is Keisei Tomonaga, an NBA player. Like, they, <laughs> he's going to be an overseas player for sure. Yeah. But is he NBA guy? Like, can, can he play in the NBA? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Hubie Brown, Sean. I kind of – fancy myself that but uh it's a stretch that's a real big stretch well yeah just is there a role i mean yeah the stretch because the speed the size the athletic ability the length yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's a whole different game when everybody in the nba is six eight six nine they can shoot threes oh it's a stretch um so now they go to wisconsin a huge game 115 and they'll be underdogs out there robin's Mm -hmm. going out there by the way 115 game on Saturday. I don't know if Rob's going to hit the tornado room, by the way. He should. Why wouldn't he? Well, he's by himself, so we'll see. You can go in there by You might yourself. do the bar. Go in the bar. Why Why can't you go in there by yourself? Tornado room, by the way, is probably one of our favorite steakhouses in, in the Big Ten, in Madison. Mm-hmm. They called S- S- Steve Sipple Pops. <laughs> the, the, the waiter, as I contemplated what to get, looked at me and said, what will be Pops? And he was, he was like your cool millennial guy with tattoos his sleeves rolled up and i don't yeah i don't think he's being disrespectful no he was just kind of a hipster type dude and yeah he's like how about you pops <laughs> robert and i just about lost it i'll tell you something the tornado room was i mean i don't know if it gets better than that if it gets better than a tornado room we had some good steaks though i know but Bodies. I'm, t- I'm telling you the tornado room might have topped the whole thing that's your new number yeah. one yeah that's an incredible spot all right, well, big weekend, transfer portal visitors, Nebraska basketball. No better time to get on HuskerOnline.com. we got a great special. Get two months for $1, promo code NU1. Um, check it out. Uh, Steve Sipp will have a, another, I'll call it an award-winning Stop. column on Sunday. I don't even know what the topic yeah, is. Yeah, I don't either, so that just puts but a little pressure But it will be award-winning. Yeah, okay. Good God. I'm going to start entering you in awards. And yeah, please do. You. Please do. Them and make you go to all the banquets for the awards. No, you I'm win. not. We'll not do that. <laughs> right. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for Steve Sipple. I'm Sean Callahan signing off for another edition of Husker Online Headlines.